Welcome to the Forum Advocate Podcast and I'm your host, Sharon Brown. And so for this week's podcast, what I want to do is pretty much kind of add on or extend our last conversation. Our last conversation I talked about access to mental health services. And so on this episode, what I want to bring to you is access to mental wellness. And even though I say mental wellness, it really encompasses everything. Because remember, our mind, our body, and our spirit, everything is interconnected. Um, everything is connected in some form or fashion. And so even like when it comes to um, medical medical conditions such as high blood pressure, diabetes, heart disease, um, high cholesterol, even with cancer and other um, medical conditions that it intertwine with our mental health. And so um, I'm not here to really talk about the causes of those things. Those things will be addressed or discussed in future episodes when we're talking about how we can care for ourselves and dig in a little deeper. But I just wanted to point out pretty much the connect that they are connected. And so meaning that, you know, like sometimes someone who may um, be diagnosed with cancer, sometimes they may be dealing with depression because of what they call a medical condition. But at the same time, even with depression in and of itself, it can cause so much, so many other symptoms within our body. And so, in saying all of that, it's almost like the, the more that you're able to take care of yourself from a holistic point of view, and when it comes to a form advocate, uh, with the caregivers, and with the firm holistic network, we define holistic not just from your body perspective, but also in how you treat and what you do in order to take care of yourself. And so in general, when it comes to holistic way of caring for yourself, that um, mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, even financially, and even in some aspects, but there are so many um, different I guess you could say wheels or dimensions when it comes to a holistic way of looking at um, your well-being. Um, and also when it comes to that, there's different language. Some people say well-being, some people say wellness, some people may just say health. So whatever it is that connects or resonates, resonates, <laughs> resonates with you, you do what's best because, again, as an informed um, advocate, you know, you are one, you're the one who know your body and you're learning about your body, but you may be seeking assistance to help support you or even to expand and educate as well. And so 
the other piece along with that, because when I was doing my research, what I've, I've seen it in the past when I've looked at it, it's like you can look at one place and there's five dimensions of wellness, there's six dimensions, and there is eight. But pretty much what I had just said regarding, you know, emotional, mentally, physically, spiritually, financially, and then some um, aspects of it also include um, social. And one thing I will say that I have learned, it's almost like some aspects is inclusive. But one thing that I have noticed is that if we do not verbally include them, put them out there, then sometimes they can be left out. An example used to be like initially when I started, let's just say, the self-care journey and the self-care brand, I didn't always have financial included in that. It was like, where it's inclusive, it's like that's the whole point of doing all of this stuff so that I can be, you know, people can be financially freed and um, have financial freedom and where you can direct where your money go or it can save you money in this way. It's kind of making you healthy um, in every aspect of the way. Then money is not going towards, you know, medical and things like that. But what I have come to realize is that when we do not explicitly include it, it kind of gets left out. It's not focused upon. Um, so it is it is really important to think all that. And so again, that and I just wanted to add um just wanted to add a couple of things that wasn't in the original. And so the social aspect is you know your interaction with other people. And I always say your interaction with yourself because I'm always about ourselves, you know. And then the other piece is um, occupational. So some people, sometimes it can be worded as occupational or career. And then sometimes in some uh, models of wellness, sometimes you may see um, academics. And so for one person, it may uh, be that um, as well. And um, yeah, then again, you know, vocational, professional, whatever it may be. And then also, even along with all of that, sometimes some models may even have personal and, you know, pretty much about how you spend your time and making choices and setting goals. Um, what do you do, you know, for yourself? And that comes into that, you know, personal self-care. But I was like, it's all personal. But again, sometimes if we do not completely include it in conversations, in discussions, it can be left out. But we know that as a self-caregiver, self-care is the key, is the key to supporting others because if we're not taking care of ourselves, then we won't be able to support and help take care of others. If um, that is the thing here. And so, my goal is not to uh, have this podcast, this episode um, too long. And so, we talked about in general what holistic is, you know, 
looking um, at yourself from a holistic point of view, but also when it comes to how you are taking care of yourself. And um, I'm going to include it now, but in the rest of the conversation, you will not hear that much talk about it. And in future conversations, you may not hear as much um, talk about, let's say, the traditional medical perspective um, of things, because we know about those things. And I really feel that when it comes to other aspects, these things are not uh, talked about enough. And then sometimes in the way that they may be conveyed, even sometimes by some, um, I say in general with the medical field. And it's really not a yes, this, no, that, they're really intertwined, you know, whether someone wants to go what they would consider the holistic way, sometimes it's called um, complementary or alternative treatment. And to be honest, I don't even know why it's called that because of the fact that a lot of these were in place first, <laughs> or at least initially, and then some of the medical aspects of treatment has um, pretty much, I would say it's much more popular and has gotten added on. So I'm not, I, I don't, if, if, this, if someone knows that history, you're welcome to come onto the podcast to discuss that further. But the main thing is as an informed advocate, as a self-caregiver, in knowing that there are different ways for you to take care of yourself and so you can help support others, meaning that you can give them the information and they can look at themselves and they can experiment on what they feel that's in their best interest. And so when it comes to some of the other things, you've heard it before. And before I even say that again, you know, like when it comes to um, cancer, when it comes to um, how, I'm about to say how the person got to, uh, but more so uh, heart disease and some other things. We know, you know, the medical, um, I'm sorry, the, um, when it comes to the medical industry, we're familiar with that. You know, go to specialists, you know, um, go to a heart doctor and um, a lung doctor, you know, things like that. So we know that. And then when it comes to the mental health aspect, of it because there are different services. Um, some um, nurse practitioners and I would say medical nurse practitioners and primary care providers can address some mental health um, needs. But they're just like any other specialty, there comes a time where a specialty is needed. So when it comes to the mental health uh, perspective, um, in which I talked about that on another podcast, and so you can listen to that regarding mental health services. So on this podcast, let's just generally just talk about the other aspect of care, of saying care of, I don't even want to call them treatment because some of it is lifestyle and then some of it is um, different ways of treating something such as you know, high blood pressure and things like that. And of course, the other thing I need to say that 
all of the information from this podcast is educational only. You know, it's not medical advice. It's, you know, it's not diagnosing anyone or anything like that. It's pretty much to give you information so that you can make an informed decision about your health. Because, you know, you're the one who knows and you know your body than anybody else. I know sometimes you may not be able to articulate that. And when I say that, that's for anybody. Because there have been times where I've had things going on and I just don't have the words to really describe. I just know it didn't feel good or hurt or, or whatever it may be. And so we are all um, familiar with um, pretty much, I'm just kind of going to just kind of say a couple of things that we're familiar with, but we may not always take advantage of. I can remember growing up hearing about, you know, a chiropractor, you know, it's like back in the day when I heard about them, it was almost like, oh, well, they're not really doctors, you know, don't go to those people. But then at the same time, I've heard other people say, oh, that's the best thing that has ever happened to me. And one thing I will say, investigate on your own. And also, do not discredit um, an experience that you've had if you do not have a good experience. And the reason that I say that, because even in the traditional medical field, whether it's you know medical or mental health services, is that you can, even in those entities, you can have a experience that's not a favorable um, or just something that's really not good at all. You know, I mean, I um, I haven't had any personally, but I've had family members who have had certain experiences. And so we cannot say just because it falls into a certain category that it is not, you know, something that someone shouldn't try or it's because it was this particular method or service or whatever it may be because it's not considered, you know, um, best practice or and things like that. Because um, one thing I will say is that we cannot ignore what a lot of people say. You know what I mean? Even though sometimes people, the medical side, would pretty much say, oh, this is, you know, antidotal and, you know, it doesn't meet scientific guidelines and things like that. But even when you look at, if you really look at studies, there's a group of people <laughs> who, you know, get well without taking the medication or without the treatment because of what they thought, you, you know what I'm saying? So that shows you how strong the mind is, and we'll talk about that in the future. But my whole point is, um, yes, yeah, someone may have um, an experience that may not have been beneficial for them, but it may be beneficial to someone else. Um, but again, you know, chiropractor, um, going to a chiropractor can be very beneficial. You're like, well, how can that really help me with my mental wellness? Well, again, most people who go into a chiropractor is because they have pain. And anyone who have chronic pain know what that does to you. And so, every again, like I said, everything is interconnected. And so this is how it can be helpful because the less pain that you have, that you're able to be in a better mood, you're able to think clearly and make, you know, really good decisions because of someone, if you've never experienced chronic pain before, or I say severe, severe and or chronic pain, you don't know what that is. When I have experienced in the past, 
severe pain in those days. Yeah, definitely two aspects, and it's not great. <laughs> but anyway, just saying, you know, that is one um, aspect. The other thing is, too, you know, is looking at your nutrition and looking in um, the food that you eat. You know, you hear about vegan, you hear about plant-based, you hear about this and that and the other. I would say at the end of the day, do your research. Do your research and do what's best for you. But I will also say is that when it comes to nature, we're a part of nature. It has a way of taking care of itself. And so in saying that, the more that we're able to pretty much include things from nature, the more our body will respond to it. If, <laughs> and so for some people, sometimes, you know, plant-based may not be for them for different, different reasons. And for some people, you know, any other lifestyle. The only thing I'm going to say is everything is a lifestyle. I'm for healthy um, ways to live in, and you have to choose what is that. But definitely do your research when it comes to food. And just like medication, food is one of those things you have to try and see if it's going to work. So if you can do that with medications, it's like, oh, it's trial and error. We can do that with food um, as well, with healthy food that is really good um, for our body. And there's a lot of good information out there when it comes to eating healthy. There's so many. You know, I, um, in the future, you know, we will have, you know, people coming on here and talking about that as well. Right now, I just want to leave it very general. And again, part of you being an informed advocate is doing the research and you deciding what is best for you. And what I always tell people is that look at things from different perspectives, you know, meaning like let's say if you're researching plant-based, look at, yes, look at the plant-based. And then also look at some people who may say, oh, well, plant-based wasn't for me. So look at that aspect. Too, because that's one thing when I'm, I'm like buying something, and even when I'm looking at something, I like to see that other side. You know, it's so, okay, this person had this experience, you know, even if the majority of the people may have enjoyed something, and even if it's the opposite, you know, if, if an experience or a product uh, wasn't favorable for someone, then I want, you know, I want to find out why it wasn't favorable, and if it was favorable, I want to find out why. But again, healthy eating is going to help you tremendously with your mental state. Again, everything is connected. And it's going to help you, of course, with your body because when you're feeling good, you know, physically, your mood is so much different. You have so much clarity, you know, as well. The other thing is I did not realize this. And so really what size really dived into um, uh, my self-care journey is how beneficial massages are. And again, the things that I'm saying too, all of this is related to 
alleviated stress. It's to alleviate stress, prevent burnout, and to resolve, you know, other health um, concerns, you know. So, again, going to a chiropractor, again, not just go to it, just go. <laughs> Meaning that there's some, you have something going on with your joints, with your muscles, with something, you know, with your back, with your hips, with your shoulders, or whatever it may be, that will be the reason that you're going. Um, and then again, when it comes to eating healthy, that's going to help alleviate stress um, as well, because as much as it may feel good, to eat, you know, chocolate ice cream. It's like, oh yeah, chocolate is really good and beneficial for you, but too much ice cream isn't over a period of time. And so the way that massage is beneficial for you, and this is the basic, because I am not a massage therapist, so I am telling you from the perspective of someone receiving <laughs> receiving massage, but then also from the perspective when it comes to stress and even trauma, um, in that I would say we all know that massages are relaxing. And I know um, sometimes in society, they're like, you know, self-care goes beyond, you know, manicures and pedicures and massages. But actually, it includes those two because of the fact that it helps, it helps pretty much, it um, puts the brake on the um, nervous system. And so when it comes to the fight, flight, freeze, it can really help, especially when we're talking about trauma and even stress. And the reason I'm, uh, and, and even though I know one video I said, you know, when it comes to trauma, and stress, you know, they are different, but they're intertwined. And a lot of times we pretty much almost on this podcast talk to them about say because of the fact of what they do to the body. So specifically when I'm saying um, trauma right now, I'm talking about like uh, physical abuse or sexual abuse. So there's a lot of trauma that happens with that, of course, you know, mentally, emotionally, and physically um, when it comes to trauma. But this is where the trauma gets stuck and it stays in the body. And I can remember way back years ago, I was at a uh, mental health conference and I um, pretty much ran into someone and they were talking about that. And even back then, you know, the insurance company don't want to pay for it. And I don't know why, because again, there's some benefits in to that, especially now that we're talking about yoga and meditation and so many different ways of how to help someone to relieve the uh, trauma because trauma is not just, you know, the thinking, the cognitive, it's what it does to the body as well. And so with the massages, it's like one of the reasons that it feels so good, you know, it's like, it's not just the fact that it um, pretty much, you know, like relaxes the muscles and really tension, but again, it pretty much stops, you know, that fight, flight, freeze, and it really gets into what is called the parasympathetic 
nervous system get into that deep rest because with life, it keeps us. This in our society on a daily basis. I mean, to be honest, if you don't have a self-care ritual, you wake up, <laughs> you know, uh, fight, fight, freeze mode in one of them, you know. And so, again, massage is something that can be very, very um, beneficial. You know, and we talked about um, meditation, of how beneficial it can be, you know, in alleviating, um, in alleviating stress, in alleviating burnout, to prevent burnout. And also when it comes to anxiety, when it comes to depression, and for each person, it's different. I have seen so many different ways. I've seen where therapy and medication has done tremendously well for a lot of people, but I've also seen where they had not been as effective for some people. And then for some people, when it comes to other things, to say these other things when they're integrated into our lifestyle, I'm not going to say that they can completely prevent because we never know what stressors that could come along in our lives. And so, but they really do help. They really do help. And so no matter where you are in your journey, investigate, talk to different people because you get to decide, you know, what is um, best for you because you can make the life choices um, that for your health. And, and your health, again, is whether it's mentally or physical, your whole being, you get to decide that with the information um, that you have. And, you know, and when it comes to yoga, yoga is, a lot of times people think about yoga just in the physical sense, you know, um, when it comes to the poses, when it comes to the asana, but yoga is a way where you can get to know yourself um, I know when I'm practicing yoga, like my favorite, I would say in the rest of the state. <laughs> um, like I love restorative yoga. I said my top two is restorative yoga and yin yoga. And then after that, I'll try some of the others. And, but what it does, it allows you to get to know yourself in a different way. And then it also, I guess you could say, it gets, it teaches us aspects of ourselves and it helps to release places where we're stuck and where we're stuck mentally or emotionally about something. It can be within our, we'll feel it within our body. And so one example of how it can be very beneficial, let's say, for instance, it's like, um, oh, I'm trying to remember the pose. Which pose is it? Which pose is it? Warrior three. Um, pretty much what Warrior three, if anyone is uh, familiar with it, it's um, kind of a good way to describe it. You know, you stand up and um, I kind of call it move your hands forward and your one of your legs is going back. And um, there's a couple of ways you can kind of do it. Um, but I usually have to do it with my hands together because when I try to do it hands 
freeze and I'm still working on my balance. Uh, Or you can use, um, a lot of times I do have to use a block. But let's just, and I can remember one time when I was um, doing yoga, practicing yoga, and I was going into the pose, and it's one of those things I don't want to say. And then it made me realize, hmm, this seems familiar. What other aspects in my life have I been running away from when something is not easy? You know, and that's what it does. It, it, it kind of allow us to, it brings up certain themes because even though like for some people, it's kind of like, oh no, it's not about flexibility. It's not about that. And then I've heard some other people talk about, you know, let's say you want to use a block. Why wouldn't you use the block? So that's another aspect is, not only do we not sometimes sometimes one may not ask for support, ask for help, because if you're not able to even get the block or other prompts yourself, how can you or will you, when I say, ask for help? And so when we're able to face ourselves within ourselves, within our own body. And sometimes it just needs a release, then it helps us in other aspects of our lives. And you might have heard the same, you know, kind of like inside healing from the inside out, and yoga on and off the mat, and things like that. And that's pretty much, you know, taking yoga off the mat, and that's pretty much what it is. It's like at the time you may not notice that, but when you have the aha moments or realizations, and the self-reflection, that's what it does. And so in one sense, yoga is a way where it's a self-study of yourself, you know, and when you become, um, I guess, unite with yourself that you didn't even ask that. And then not only that, our society, male and female, pretty much separates us from our own body. I didn't even realize that until I started you know, my self-care journey. It's like, ooh, I'm really disconnected from myself <laughs> anyway and so that's another aspect too and of course like physical therapy you know people may not think about you know you can probably say that is on the medical side but at the same time it really is I guess you say just as much mentally than anything else because one it's the repetition of doing a particular whatever it is that the physical therapist tell you to do. Um, and of course, with most physical therapy, I'm trying to think if there are any, it will always be associated with something with the body. And there's some specialized physical therapy too. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything that I can think of. Not right now. So if anyone can think of something, meaning that it's not, I mean, it's called physical therapy, but one thing I've learned, sometimes um, there's so many different avenues that you don't even think about. But let's say, for instance, um, I use myself for an example, 
Um, a few years ago, I had um, surgery on my shoulder where I had a rotator cuff. Um, and so after the surgery, I went to physical therapy and I had to do, you know, different types of exercises. And I can tell the difference, like, but I didn't do the exercises in between sessions as much as I should have. But at the same, not, not, but at the same time, it is the repetition. And so anytime we're doing something repetitively, it really helps rewrite rewrite those wires and rewire our brain. And so again, that's how it helps us move the ways. And so the more you do something, the better it is. And so it's really important. Just like, you know, they tell you to take your medication, especially if you have an antibiotic, uh, take your medication, whether you're feeling better or not. Same thing with physical therapy. If the physical therapists tell you to do this and that or not, nonetheless, you know, again, you're the author of your life and you're the, you know, pretty much the captain of your ship, of your vessel, of your body, that you would know, okay, this is too much. You know, same thing if you're um, going to, if you have um, a personal trainer. And then that's another way of taking care of yourself. But again, when it comes to physical therapy, if they tell you to do XYZ three or four times a day, seven days a week or whatever it may be, most of the seven days a week. I just did that. <laughs> Is that do that because one, you are training yourself to discipline yourself. That's where the middle part comes in as well. But also you are doing this. One thing I can say is that the more that I learn about the mind, the body, and the different aspects, and I'm like, wow, I never knew that. But you're pretty much either building muscles or you're loosening something up, you know, where something may be tight. Um, and so building muscles or loosening tissues or whatever it may be. Um, so it's really important um, to do that. The other thing is, is I mentioned personal training. Personal training is definitely just as much as it's to say a mindset, a mental training type of thing than it is physical. Um, I personally, when I went, when I um, had a personal trainer, it taught me so much because uh, I've never been a gym person. I've, you know, um, have been health conscious. And when it comes to exercise, it kind of have been up and down. But like going to the gym, my thing was going to the gym was only for aerobics. That's the only time I went to the gym. I've done the gym thing in the past, and I'm like, oh, this isn't for me. I prefer free weights and this, that, the other. But anyway, as part of my self-care journey, especially being a self-care advocate and a wellness proponent, I'm like, okay, I need to do this for me because uh, I have some personal goals that I want to reach and things like that. And but one thing is I learned that when it came to personal training is that it is not just personal training for your body, but it's personal training for your mind and how much when you're in the session yourself at that time, how much it aligns with life. Because I would never forget that when my personal trainer had me doing some leg um, leg press and 
it felt really heavy for me because that's the first time I ever done a leg press like that. I am looking at him like, is he mad at me? What is wrong with him? Why is he making me do this? And all kind of things was going through my mind. But just remember, this is part of life. Life gets us like this. And so what I tell people, one, I have to look at myself and be like, why did I even think that? <laughs> so that's a part of us doing our deep work. And we're talking about that um, as this podcast progress. But it also pretty much really, I guess you say, resonated with how we build resilience in and of itself. And so personal training can really help, you know, with um, pretty much it's almost kind of like that mental work that we need to do to kind of push through something, not where it's going to hurt us, but where it's safe um, and healthy. But anyway, where it can really um, help with that. Um, The other thing when it comes to wellness is also about um, energy work. Um, it's called Reiki. And it's kind of one of those things that you never heard of it. You're like, what is that? And the best way that I kind of describe it is um, most people, especially now, <laughs> most people are probably familiar with like the original, I call it the it was original in my time anyway, <laughs> uh, the original uh, Karate Kid. And it was the um, scene where um, Miyagi um, pretty much um, was rubbing his hand. I can't even think of the uh, guy's name right now, Danny, where Danny, um, you know, got injured and his leg was hurting real bad and he wasn't going to be able to go, to go back into the, um, go back into the sport arena and we um, Oh, to get his name that bad. Um, his um, his teacher, his not his teacher, but anyway, his teacher pretty much rubbed his hand together and then uh, put his hands over the injured part. And uh, I can't remember if he said anything, but the main thing is he put his hands over there, and then the hand felt better, and he was able to go into the fight. It wasn't completely healed. But it was something about it. And that's um, pretty much the best way that I can describe it. All that I can say is it's something that you may not understand. So I would say investigate it. And you can look up energy work or Reiki. And Reiki is spelled R-E-I-K-I. And um, another thing that kind of goes along with that is that it is based on balancing the chakras, the energy uh, chakras. And we'll talk about that in the future. I'm not going to get in that because the whole point of this podcast is just really access to um, mental wellness. And so these are so many different ways that you can access that. And let me just make sure that I have looked at everything that I can think of. And these are just basic ways. But the main thing is is what you do on a daily basis to take care of yourself. You know, the rest, you know, the exercise, you know, knowing when um, it's okay for you to do something and know like, hey, you know, be able to put boundaries, you know, on people when it comes to so many um, different aspects.
aspects of your life. Because even when it comes to finances, it's not just about having money. It's like when you do have money, what decisions are you making so that you can, you know, be financial free or so that it can actually benefit you in the best way. Because again, when we have mental clarity, um, it's not that um, I try to be careful of how I say um, certain things. It's not that, that your mind is clear because our mind is never going to be clear because we have thoughts coming down all the time and they um, sometimes could be a whirlpool up there. But the thing is, when we're taking care of ourselves, again, self, self caregiver, personal self caregiver, professional self caregiver, whole key is. You're a person, you're a human. It's for all of us on an individual basis to take care of ourselves. So self-care is the key to supporting others. And then also, you know, what are we teaching, you know, young people? What are we teaching children of how to take care of themselves? You know, it's not just to have happiness, but to truly enjoy life along the way and how to deal with these things and you know again how to alleviate stress and things um and a lot of things are coming because we have no control over what comes to us and so again thank you thank you thank you for listening to this wonderful podcast to make sure that you like and share all and share this with your family and friends and connect with us too, um, as well as a fun holistic network, that's the parent company, um, and holistic with a W. Again, that's a farm holistic network.net. And definitely, you know, connect with us in so many different ways, look out for workshops and training, speaking engagement and things like that. And just know, you know, to investigate different ways of how you can take care of yourself, experiment what you feel that's going to be beneficial for you and share and let people know what works for you and for each person, just know what, what for one person may not work for everyone. And so it's about you embracing, you know, the best part or what you feel that is good for you. So again, thank you for listening to the podcast. Since you enjoyed this podcast, Please subscribe and follow Inform Advocate Podcast on Anchor or Spotify. You can also find us on YouTube. For updates on workshops, training, and conferences, go to www.affirmholisticnetwork.net and that's holistic with a W. Also follow Affirm Holistic Network on Instagram and Facebook.